0: on the Rush Hour Morning Show with Corky and B-Rush. Shut
1: up and
0: sit down. <laughs> morning. We welcome you to the Rush Hour Morning Show on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC, Gastonia, Charlotte. For those of you that are streaming this morning on WGNCRadio.com, thank you. We welcome you to this Monday morning of the Rush Hour Morning Show after what has been, oh, quite a weekend. And, and we're going to try to cover as much of it as we possibly can. I literally, I think I've got like three pages of scores that we're going to dive into. Obviously, some with greater import than others, but we'll dive into it today. College football, the ALDS last night, the NFL NFL season continues on. High school football. It's that time of the year. I mean, as much as we talk about the colleges being in the crossover season, we are certainly in the crossover season. October, probably my favorite month of the sports calendar. You have Major League Baseball playoffs going on right now. You've got the NFL that is cranking up at about the third – of the the way in their schedule. Six weeks in, out of an 18-week schedule, 17 games in the bye. You've got college football that's fully entrenched now in conference season. You've got the NHL that just opened up. The NBA that is wrapping up preseason, they're going to be cranking up in about a week, week and a half. It's truly... A phenomenal time of the year for the sports fan. And it gives us lots to talk about, but it also gives us lots to have to cover. So let's go ahead and dive into it. Yesterday in the NFL, the local team, the Carolina Panthers. What a if if you watch the first quarter, if you watch the first quarter you're thinking to yourself, where's that team been all year? Bryce Young had his most competent drive as an NFL quarterback in the first quarter of the game against the Miami Dolphins and then followed it up with an equally good drive to give the Carolina Panthers a 14 to nothing lead over the Miami Dolphins. And then Miami managed to roll off 35 unanswered before a pick six got the Panthers back on the board, ultimately losing 42-21. to 21. Now, clearly, the one thing that the Miami Dolphins did not do, and I guess they felt like there was no reason to do this, was there was no panic in the Miami Dolphins. And that is an offense that is fun to watch. When you take a look at Raheem Mostert in the backfield, Tyreek Hill, Waddle on the other side. I mean, this is a club that's got a lot of juice offensively. And the two from last year that had immense struggles, a lot of it dealing with concussions, Well, he certainly seemed to have figured a lot of that out. And it seems like the Dolphins have figured a way to keep him healthy. And Tua is just, he's pretty much on point right now. I had the rare opportunity to watch some of the pregame coverage yesterday afternoon. And a lot of the talking heads that I was watching actually mentioned that Tua is probably the leading candidate for the MVP, and I'm really not sure that you can argue that in this moment. Now, obviously, if the Dolphins continue to play at a high level offensively, he's going to stay in that spot, most likely. You can never forget about Patrick Mahomes, especially since he's got Travis Maoto beside of him. The offenses are really doing a lot of the heavy lifting in this league, and the league has designed it as such. And for the Carolina Panthers, despite the fact that I think their defense is not bad, a little banged up, in fact, probably a lot banged up, but not a bad defense. But the opposing clubs understand all they have to do is weather a little bit of a of a bit of fight from the Carolina Panthers and they can get past them. Carolina Panthers go into the bye week 0-6. It's only one other time it's happened in their history that they've been 0-6. I want to say that was 1998. The Miami Dolphins, next week, are going to be taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, from what I understand. The Philadelphia Eagles fell yesterday to the New York Jets. Now, here's the thing. Riddle me this, Panthers fan. How does Aaron Rodgers go down four plays into the season opener? And this Jets squad manages to win three games out of their first six. And the Panthers haven't done anything on the winning side. And the Jets just got a big win against the Philadelphia Eagles, taking them out of the league's undefeateds. We'll talk about more of this in the pick six, but the Panthers are now for this year, put on probation. We're not going to pick them in our six at all the rest of the year. Now, this week, obviously, is a bye week for the Panthers, so it's not. we're going to have to find something else anyway. But I think the Eagles-Dolphins game would be a very entertaining game to have in our pick six that we'll unveil on Wednesday. The Buffalo Bills, an intriguing win. Last night over the New York Giants, a real slugfest as far as defense was concerned. And if you're the Giants fans, you have to be beside yourself over the thought that the Jets are now three and three. Daniel Jones did not play last night for the Giants. I understand that. Tyrod Taylor got the start for the Giants. And didn't it seem like things really started going south for the Giants once they had that final drive just before the horn in the first half? They had an opportunity to at least put some points on the board. And when they were stopped at the goal line shy of getting in on a running play with no timeouts, it was another weekend of, the head coach, doing some measure of yelling and screaming at somebody because of something going down. And if this continues for the Giants, I can't imagine that they're not going to at least ceremoniously fire somebody. Somebody's going to have to take the fall for some of these missteps that the Giants have made in recent weeks. This is a game last night that went down to the final play. And the Bills hang on for dear life, winning 14-9. The Raiders over New England, 21-17. The Detroit Lions continue to play good football, win 20-6 over Tampa Bay. I blame it on the uniforms. Arizona loses to the Rams, 26-9. The Jets beating Philadelphia, as I mentioned earlier, 20-14. Cleveland got past San Francisco. P.J. Walker was the starting quarterback for the Browns yesterday. Remember that guy? Carolina Panthers fans? Yeah, that guy won for the Browns yesterday over San Francisco. Minnesota beat Chicago 19 to 13. Jacksonville 37-20 over the Colts. The Washington Commanders 24 to 16 over Atlanta. Cincinnati Bengals 17, Seattle Seahawks 13, who day? So the Bengals get back to 3 and 3 on the season. The Houston Texans 20 to 13 winners over New Orleans. I'll leave that one there. Baltimore, 24-16 winner over Tennessee. The game tonight, all the fast food, well, the pizza places, they'll be busy tonight. Them boys taking on them chargers at eight fifteen tonight. Going to be some parties in the neighborhood, in virtually every neighborhood. So get ready, folks. College football scores from this weekend. Florida got past South Carolina down in Columbia 41-39, I believe that score was. Virginia Tech beat Wake Forest 30-13. Florida State all over Syracuse 41-3. Bama gets past Arkansas 24-21. Georgia, a 37-20 win over Vanderbilt. Ohio State, 41-7 over Purdue. Ohio State ranked third nationally. Michigan, number two in the country, 52-7. Michigan beat Indiana by quite a bit. Washington, Oregon, game of the day for a lot of people. A lot of yards in this game. 36-33, 36-33, the Huskies over the Ducks. Penn State a winner yesterday, or sh- should say Saturday. Tennessee got past Texas A&M 20-13. Iowa, a defensive struggle against Wisconsin, 15-6 winner. All right, riddle me this, ACC fans. Louisville gets past Notre Dame. Big win for the Cardinals. Pitt rolls in on the schedule, beats Louisville by 17, 38-21. Now, this has not been a great Pitt team by any stretch of the imagination. But Pitt put it on the Cardinals, 38-21. Pitt travels to Winston-Salem on Saturday to take on the Demon Deacons. That should be an interesting ballgame. LSU 48-18 over Auburn. Missouri gets past Kentucky 38-21. Notre Dame 48, USC 20. Locally, Gardner-Webb loses to Austin P 41-14. The number one team in the football championship subdivision. South Dakota State, 41-6 over Northern Iowa. American League Championship Series. Last night, game one, got us started between the Rangers and the Houston Astros. Justin Verlander was really good last night. Six and two-thirds innings, gave up two runs. Jordan Montgomery and the Rangers bullpen, they were better. Montgomery, six and a third innings, they toss a shutout against the Astros, 2 0 winner. They'll play game two today at 3 o'clock. The NLCS begins tonight, Arizona at Philadelphia. Is there anybody not in Arizona that genuinely believes the Diamondbacks are going to win this series? I'm not even sure that I believe the Diamondbacks are going to win this series. You can just almost kind of feel this coming. The Phillies, after taking down the Braves, now, of course, there could be a letdown. Could be a letdown. And this Diamondbacks team is completely playing with house money right now. That game will be on tonight at 8 o'clock, and it should be an interesting series. And I think one, to to be quite honest with you, if the Diamondbacks can somehow salvage a game in Philadelphia, they give themselves a puncher's chance. If the Phillies sweep both games, I think it's a very different dynamic going back to Arizona. NHL scores from the weekend. The Carolina Hurricanes split a weekend out west. Seven games on a road trip, six in the Western Conference. They beat the Kings 6-5 to five in a shootout Saturday night. And you could tell they were a little spent on the back-to-back. They went through nine rounds of overtime shootouts. Nine rounds. Jordan Martinook. In the ninth round, beat the netminder to win the shootout three to two, the hurricanes win six to five over the Kings. Last night, in Anaheim, they fall six to three, as they now have two wins, including a shutout win, or a shootout win, and they have one loss. Charlotte Hornets. Squeaked out a win last night over the Oklahoma City Thunder, 117-115. Had an 18-point lead late in the third quarter. Let the Thunder climb back in. I know it's exhibition play. I know these games don't count on the record. I also know that the Charlotte Hornets are having some difficulty closing out games. I hope that's not a recurring theme in the regular season. We'll certainly find out. College volleyball over the weekend in the Big South Conference, Winthrop sweeps a doubleheader of games, beating upstate on Friday, 3 0. And then they beat. They beat UNC Asheville on Saturday afternoon, 3 0. As the Winthrop Eagles find themselves in second place in the Big South Conference, just behind the High Point Panthers. The Panthers are the prohibitive favorite to win the Big South Conference. We come back on the other side of the timeout. We'll bring Corky Franks on. We'll talk about some of the high school scores. At 8 o'clock, we'll go through the pick six. At 8.20, Brad Mulkey, Niner Brad as we call him around here, he'll call in at 8.20 to talk about the Gaston County Amateur Tournament. Rich Wills did work. Really good was Rich Wills in the three-round Gaston County Amateur Tournament. All that as we continue on this Monday morning. Happy Monday, everybody. We'll see you in just a bit here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Trying to sell your home can be challenging, but that does not mean it has to be hard. With the higher interest rates, you may see fewer showings, fewer offers, and more negotiations. This is where your agent really matters. Being Gaston County's Realtor of Choice for 37 years and a top agent at Allentate Realtors, John R. Boland can assist you with your real estate needs, whether you're buying or selling your home. If you're seeking great service with one who is known for honesty and integrity, do not hesitate to call John R. Boland at Allentate Realtors. That's 704-214-3088, 704-214-3088. John R. Bolin of Allentate Realtors.
1: I have a question for you. Do you remember this song? How sweet it is to be loved Advertising on TV week after week can be very expensive. With radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then someone in the market of what you have to sell, hopefully they will remember you if you want them to. Take advantage of radio, the power of sound.
0: here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. Folks, just a reminder, now in Gastonia, Home Outlet is your secret to winning the home improvement game with new quality kitchens, baths, floors, and more. Your 100% employee-owned Home Outlet has everything you need to take your project from plan to reality, including the largest selection of in-stock products. You don't have to imagine the feeling of walking into your newly remodeled kitchen because Home Outlet is now open at 1495 East Franklin Boulevard. That's the feeling of winning the home improvement game. Follow us on social media or visit homeoutlet.com. Let's go. Good morning, Corky Franks. You know,
2: I was going to ask you, you're going to count me in. Let's let's do it again. Count me in.
0: Let's go in three, two, one. And we welcome you back to the Rush Hour Morning Show, Corky Franks at the Table no, Cross. You supposed to count me in. So I'm coming live to you in three, two. Hey, Corky, coming to you in three. Okay. Hey, we're we're gonna we're gonna go to you in three, two, one, and here we are.
2: Hey, what's up, me, Rush? How you doing? Good morning. <laughs> uh, I can either I can either make you smile or make you scowl. <laughs> one or the other. At any time, right? I okay. What did that listener say last week when we got the text? B Rush does a great job of keeping you reeled in. That's debatable. So, uh, so I guess what they're saying is I, I'm kind of like I'm kind of like that big old lunker catfish, you know, and the drag's not set right, and I just keep going and going, and finally you get me locked in. And just you know, had to drag me back in. Is that how it is?
0: Maybe. Speaking <laughs> speaking of really big catfish. All
2: right. You got catfish this weekend. You been on a dating site? No, Things no, didn't no. Things not work out. No,
0: no nothing <laughs> like that at all. No. Oh, that's, man. Uh, that's a that's a quick trip to the hospital if that were to ever occur. Okay. Um, my granddaughter a couple weeks again, a uh, weeks ago, um, went fishing, um, and was at least in the pictures on the business end of a massive catfish. Really. Right there in the Catawba River.
2: Yeah. You know, there there really is a catfish tournament that takes place. I mean, it's all over. There's like a little tour. I'm not going to say little because that sounds insignificant. I don't like that. There's a smaller tour of uh, local guys, and I guess girls as well, who like to go catfishing. And pretty much every weekend or every other weekend, there's a different tournament at a different location. And I'm not talking about catching a ten-pound blue or a channel cat. I mean, these guys are catching fifty, sixty,
0: seventy-pound catfish, in down here in Lake Wally. Right. Are you serious? Right. I didn't yeah, even know they existed. Well, and and that's like I'm not trying to tell a fish tale here. I'm I really, thought, I'm really not.
2: I need to lay off these things. They may get me jacked up. <laughs> okay, God, okay.
0: she's seven. This fish literally came up to her hip from the ground. Uh huh. I mean, this thing was big. Um, I've ne- I mean, I've certainly, again, I don't spend a lot of time fishing. I've never <clears> been <throat> engaged in anything of that size.
2: Well, you've you seen the picture of uh, me with that, um, uh, what is it, that Dorado, the Mahi, whatever it is, the dolphin that I caught in Costa Rica, Okay. hanging here in the studio. You see it every time you walk out the door. It's right. hanging above the door, right? Uh-huh. Man, I used to love going fishing. I would go all over the place. Well, as a matter of fact, right here behind me, look at Brittany up here holding up this African pompano. Look how big that thing is, Brian.
0: Now, that thing is all the way down to her. She's holding it from the top of her head down, and it's down past her knees. See, look,
2: here's where we need a camera in here in the studio because here's what I would do. I would take this picture down and turn it around right here, and I would just focus on this one. Look how big this thing is right here. It's a massive fish. Isn't that huge? It really is. We we caught that thing off the coast of uh Georgetown. I think we went off I think we were offshore God I forget how many Georgetown,
0: mi- South Carolina? Yeah. Okay.
2: I forget how far offshore we were. Um, but we fished a hundred foot deep. I remember the guy telling me that. You know, when you get out that far, Brian, there's nothing out there. There's there's nowhere for fish to hide. It's like four eighty five when it's brand new. There's no cars on it, right? There's no fish anywhere. So the Army Corps of Engineer sunk some subway cars out there. Isn't that crazy? And what happens is they—they they, it's just artificial reef. They make them everywhere. It's good for fishing. So the uh, algae and stuff start growing on these reefs, makeshift reefs. Well, now all of a sudden the bait fish come. Well, guess who comes to eat the bait fish? Bigger fish. And guess who comes to eat those fish? Bigger fish. And for some reason or another, these African pompano had made their way up. I think the waters got warm that summer. <clears throat> And she caught
0: two of them the same trip. Isn't that crazy? Thing's huge. So, in other words, that fish will be typically found in Africa on the western coast of Africa. Absolutely. Okay.
2: And these fish travel all over the place based on the water temperature. You know, if if uh, so, we we used to go rock rock fish, which is striped bass, striper, whatever you want to call them. Me and a group of guys used to go to Virginia Beach, Virginia, in December or January, and catch those fish because. The water, the the warm wa- water would come up high enough. They would congregate right outside of that bay, and okay. we, and we would go. As a matter of fact, there's pictures in here of those somewhere, um, and we would go up there and catch thirty, forty, fifty pound bass in the ocean. Isn't that crazy? And a lot of times, the water temperature comes down far enough you can go off the coast of North Carolina and catch them. But it all it all depends on where the, where the current is and what the water temperature was. But anyway, yeah, that sucker right there. Was supposed to be in Africa, he ended up in Georgetown and ended up in the boat and then ended up in my belly. Get in
0: my belly. Okay, so that became dinner.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely okay. it did.
0: Yeah, look at that thing. When, well, now, what did it taste like?
2: Chicken, like everything else. Put enough salt and pepper. Okay, that's <laughs> what they say. Okay, I mean, it was that. like chicken. No, it was good, man. I, I, it wasn't fishy. Here, here's the, a lot of those old timers when I first started going fishing with them, they taught me a quick lesson. <clears throat> There's this thing called a mud vein, like the red line in a fish. Cut that out, and it all tastes the same. It really does. Once you cut that out, it's like a I don't know. It's like a filter, like a filtration system in fish. Did you know okay. that? No. Well, maybe we pass some knowledge on. No, right
0: I'm, I'm nobody's fisherman. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> no, I, there's no. That's that's not my thing.
2: So anyway, yeah. There's a fish tail for you. Okay. Let me hang this picture back up. Okay. That's your audience sometimes, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> We're going to be talking to nobody
0: there for a minute. What'd you do this weekend? Um, Work? Goof off? I did Did a <clears throat> couple games on ESPN Plus and, and started moving boxes. Already? Got, oh, yeah.
2: You got a free month, don't you? Something like that? A couple
0: weeks? Got. I've got some time. We can we can slow <clears throat> play this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice. So the intent is to be in the new stead. Um, next weekend and then we'll start cleaning out the old one slowly um because again we've we're on the hook for the final month anyway of the lease so we're gonna go ahead and take care of that we don't have to be in a hurry
2: might as well get your money's worth no question boy that thing right there is no good in the morning i'm just telling you
0: that's working on you
2: yeah can't you tell what kind of yeah especially with no water i mean we don't have no water in this place none what do we I went looking. I don't, I mean, look at this thing. I mean, does that look like water? I, well. Kind of some, dingy. Uh, Looks like it's been laying around for about three years. Really, don't it? Well, I mean. Let me, uh, let me take Could it, could it be? <laughs> oh, I know. Cause I know where I found it. Okay. Yeah, it's been uh, laying around uh, for uh, three all years. Right. Well, let me get okay. a swig of this. Hold on. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's maybe four years, but anyway, I'm going to drink it. Okay. Not too bad. Had a good time yesterday. Uh, we, me and the girls went up to see Brittany and hang out. And let's see, we went ate Sora, Japanese place. Had a good time. Then went up on the parkway, took some pictures at the waterfall. Hey, The parkway and the, and, and the uh, leaves are already changing colors up there. Already. If you're going to get up there and see them, you, you might want to go ahead and plan a trip. Because it's going to be cold this week. And the colder it gets, the more those things turn uh, from green to yellow to red and fall off.
0: Well, that that was one of the things that I saw. Ted Phaeton, who is with Queen City News, yeah, um, had a chance to watch him this morning. He was really talking about he's like next weekend and maybe toward the 25th up that way. It's pretty much going to be the peak, yeah, as far as the colors are concerned. <clears throat> Says you're going to basically see the colors really shift here over the next couple of weeks, and he's like, after November 1st, it really won't be worth watching. Breedy said, Daddy, let me
2: show you this really beautiful tree on the other side of campus. So we drove around the corner. She said, oh, man. I said, what? She said, all the leaves already fell off. They were gone. Just like that. She said, well, I guess you see I don't come to this side of the campus often. (laughs) Uh, So nothing there but a trunk and some limbs hanging off that sucker. No leaves
0: at all. Well, in, in making a couple of trips back and forth, you go across the bridge, okay, toward South Carolina. Yeah. And you get to see, you know, the Lake Wiley area open up and everything. And now yeah. the trees are really starting to change color and it's starting to really add to sort of the dynamic of just how beautiful this part of the world is. So it was uh Man, it was
2: good to see. It was cold. I was thinking about you when we were up there because it was cold. And I was thinking to myself b Rush would be up here with a cut off sweatshirt, pair of shorts. You'd be looking
0: like that coach over at UNCC. Well, no, no, he he's he's not going with a cut off hoodie. He's going with a straight up cut off muscle shirt.
2: Oh, that would have been like, right down his alley. Yeah, that
0: that's where he is. It was cold up there, man. It was. It was. Look, we had the windows up last night. It was it was chilly, and it was nice. You you put an extra blanket on, you're good to go. That's good sleeping weather, dude. I turned the
2: heat on last night. What are you talking about? I can't, I can't stand the cold. You can give me a hundred degrees, and I'll run around half naked. I love, love the sunshine. It gives me life. I can't stand when it's dreary and cold and ugh. Well, I'm not, I'm not fond of that either. But listen, th- man, we were on the Parkway yesterday. It was like 44 degrees or something. It was mist and rain. It was cloudy.
0: Dude, I was ready to park the car and jump off one of the ledges. Okay. <laughs> I can't, that's but, miserable. But sunny and mid sixties, I'll take that this give time me of a, year.
2: Give me sunny and a hundred and sixty. I love it. A hundred and sixty, man. Uh, yeah.
0: Someone's melting.
2: You ever been in an attic in the summertime? I live in those things with my business. Yeah, th- oh yeah. Yeah, it's not a place I want to hang out. Yeah, but you get used to it. Yeah. Make okay. you sweat. It's like a sauna. Keeps a, keeps a fat boy, you know, slim. Make you sweat in the summertime. Okay. No, nah, not a hundred sixty, but you know what? I, I really. Love it hot. Speaking of, Haley made the comment yesterday, uh, do not pay for us to go to the playoffs in the next two weeks. Instead, let's go on a cruise somewhere where it's sunny for Christmas. (laughs) I said, that's a fair trade for the kid. So I think we're going to have a little change of plans there. So the week of Christmas? Uh, Sometime around there, yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's go find some sunshine. Instead of forty degrees, I can't deal with that.
0: Yeah, that's becoming a prop. uh, That's becoming a popular sentiment amongst folks.
2: Who? Yeah, who wants? I mean, I've always wondered to myself who in the world would want to live in Seattle. You could, you couldn't pay me enough money to live up there. It's. I mean, it's a different place, dude. You'd be on more drugs and Walgreens sales. It's a different place. <laughs> you were smiling. That's where the grunge it, metal came it's, it's from. It's a wasn't different it? place. Yeah. You gotta be on drugs and play that kind of music anyway, don't you? <laughs> I used to be on drugs and listen to it. <laughs> oh, that goes to scowl. Follow Before it started as a smile, then it went to a scowl. <laughs> well, I mean that's <laughs> what what do you do with that? I don't know. I do tell you what you it? can do. Let's talk about perfection. What did you say, Corky, was last week? You were perfect last week on the pick six. I heard that several times last week, by the way. I was perfect. Not talking about the pick six. But let's – we can get back to the pick six. Perfect, Brian. (sighs) Back in first place, baby. Get Coach Rothwell
0: on the phone. Tied tied for first place. I didn't say
2: I was solely in first place. I said back in first place. Back in first place. Mm -hmm. Just chose to leave you out of the – You know. Right. Combination there. Right. Yeah. You went five and two last week, didn't you?
0: Went five and two. Uh-huh. Yeah. What about me going with Coach Rothwell and the North Gatsby Wildcats? That? How about that? How what? about how about me going with Dave Doran and them laying an egg against Duke? How about text Coach Rothwell? And that's because he got 15 minutes to come on the show this morning. You know, that we we can do that. Or we can save him for Wednesday because he's scheduled to be on.
2: Okay. I'll wait to Wednesday. That's good.
0: And again, they're in a situation. Okay. North Gaston football fans should be over the moon about this season. In context, a club that was winless last year, hopes were minimal at best. Next week, they play their final home game of the season with a chance to guarantee, at worst, a 500 record. Yeah. If they beat Stuart Kramer Friday night, they go to 5-4 and four on the season, waiting on a trip to Belmont to take on South Point, for the final game of the year, you know, a lot of these coaches come on the, on the show and talk about how they could care less about the
2: polls and rankings and things like that. But like Richard Walker said last week, the NCHSAA uses the max preps polls and their rankings to help seed teams for the playoffs. Do they not? So that stuff. That's What he said. Yeah, whether you like it or not, that's part of the that's part of the uh, you know calculations here. So. You know, I'd like to revisit that again at some point this week to see where these local teams are, not just in the Big South 3A, but these other conferences, because, you know, the top 32 teams are going to get in.
0: Well, we're going to dive into that as we get closer and closer to it. And that's one of the really neat things about having Richard Walker on every other week is when we get to him, not this Friday, but the next Friday. That's going to be the Friday of the end of the regular season. Like, literally the very next day, they're going to be picking and seeding all the teams that will be in. Having Richard Walker on, that'll be a great time to dive into all of that. Plus, he's way more intelligent than I am. So, there you go. When it comes to this stuff, there's no question about it.
2: Gosh, I shouldn't have said that live. He'll eat that up. He'll, he'll clip Oh, that. he
0: is literally putting that on his he'll, website right
2: now. He'll clip that and have that on repeat forever. hmm Yeah.
0: Yeah, Who I knows, should. I might too. So Go ahead. <laughs> Let's take a break. When we come back, want to talk about some high school football store- scores. But I saw a story this morning okay? that's made its way to the Charlotte Metro News. And we talk about it here to some degree when we're off air. But we're going to put it on air in this next segment. All that as we continue on this first hour of the week here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We'll be right back. Rebels Contracting Services has specialized in the healthcare imaging industry since 1986. Located in Gastonia, Rebels Contracting is now hiring. Rebels offers competitive pay, vacation and holiday pay, 401k and insurance. If you'd like to join the Rebels contracting team, check us out online at rebelscontracting.com or call 704-864-2000. That's 704-864-2000. 704-864-2000.
2: This message presented by the NCHSAA and the North Carolina Athletic Directors Association.
0: Back here on the Rush Hour Morning Show. So glad that you could join us here on AM 1450, 101.1 FM, WGNC. Uh, For those of you just a traffic alert that are heading up through Concord Mills, That area, last night, right around 4.45, 5 in the morning, there was a struck pedestrian. A death took place on Interstate 85. So, again, it doesn't add up. A pedestrian struck on Interstate 85. They're doing an investigation right now. They shut down the southbound lanes of Interstate 85. So if you're up in that area, Obviously, if you're listening to this show and you're up in the Concord area heading toward Gastonia, Charlotte, you're going to have to find an alternate route. And as we get closer and closer to rush hour, which is kind of where we are right now anyway, you're going to find yourself in a spot where it's going to be slow going. If you're heading northbound as if you're heading to Greensboro or whatnot, you're at least going to have a bit of an onlooker delay, I would imagine. Um, You don't see that every day in a, a struck pedestrian on the interstate, and I'm sure that they're going to do a thorough investigation as to what transpired, but that's something that uh, for those of you that are going to be up on the farthest edge of the 485 loop, you'll have to contend with this morning. Quirky um, Franks, last night, or I should say Friday night, Thursday night also, high school football scores, the week came to a close. And this is what we had. South Point beat Ashbrook 49-14. Kings Mountain over Stuart Kramer 51-3. Crest over Forest be 42-7. And we talked about Dan Rothwell. His North Gaston Wildcats beat Hunter Huss 21-14. And we did all the head-scratching about that one on Friday. The Friday night games. Shelby 64-0 over Bessemer City. Just a, a wow. Just an obliteration in that one. Burns? Beat East Gaston 56-42. Again, one of those games to where we were just way off as it related to the tiebreaker scenario. I think we had teams, we had picks that were in the 60s. 98 points scored in that ballgame between the Bulldogs and the Warriors. Cherryville in overtime beats Thomas Jefferson 22-21. North Lincoln over Fred T. Ford 50-14. East Lincoln. Beat Saint Stevens fifty-five to thirteen. Lincolnton got past East Burke forty-two to fourteen. West Lincoln beat West Caldwell fifty-four to fourteen. Bishop McGinnis beat Mountain Island Charter twenty-six to twenty-one. And then south of the border, our friend Paige Wofford, the Northwestern Trojans beat York fifty-six to fourteen. Now, Quirky Franks, can I ask you a question? Please do, yeah. because
2: I was admittedly so. As soon as you talked about the Burns-East Gaston game last week, you know, I've told you what i thought about East Gaston. They didn't play anybody in the, in the non-conference and all that. I mean, it, it is what it is, right? Okay. So how can you gauge if a football team is any good or not if you haven't really played like a top-tier program? Is that fair? Whatever the team's name is. Okay. Based on your history and track record and all that stuff, right? You go straight to the game. You say Burns-East Gaston. Burns by two touchdowns next Okay. I was pretty dismissive of them, was I not? And then we had the conversation last week about them choosing not to play South Point anymore. Yada, yada, yada. And we had the conversation about, would this be their best year to beat South Point? And we said, you know, we don't know the history of East Gaston. I mean, we don't follow the program that closely. And we made a case that, yeah, it's probably one of the top times they
0: would have had a chance to beat South Point. So why wouldn't you play them, right? This would have arguably been their best shot, yes.
2: Okay, after the performance they Put up Friday night. Kudos to those guys. We've talked about Trent and Cheryl on here several times during basketball season. He was 12 for 27, 117 yards, had a touchdown, had a pick, rushed for 123 yards. Isaac Brown had it 196 yards, three touchdowns for East Gaston. You know, they obviously played really well against a top-ranked Burns team, which now, guess what? You you earn a little respect now, don't you? Now you've played somebody. Now was it fair you, that's just how it works, right? You gotta put the time in. You gotta prove you. You can talk all the talk you want. But until you go out there and, and prove yourself, why should you be respected, Brian? You shouldn't. You don't rem- you don't demand respect. You earn it. And from me to that program, they earned a little bit of my, not a little bit. They earned a lot of my respect this week. I thought that's an impressive you go up there and score 42 points against those guys. I think that's really good, don't you? I, mean- I, I think they're I think they're better than they looked on paper. It, it, apparently – they're better than they uh they're better than their non-conference schedule which begs the question if you were going to be this good this year and you knew it why would you not want to play them and beat them just throwing it out there not well, saying you would have but wouldn't that have been a whole lot more competitive game this year maybe maybe they didn't know they were going to be this good maybe that's why they scheduled the non-conference schedule the way they did they weren't sure
0: i don't know they look the, the rationale behind why or, or why not, I, I I can't get into and really don't desire to get into because I can't speak for those folks. But the perspective, I think, is everything in this situation. If you're an East Gaston fan, okay, the fact that you went 7-0 and uh-huh. is going to be of less import your strength of schedule is going to be of less import. The reality is you did something this year, your program's never done before. Uh And so now you get to the Burns game and they were going to believe that they had a shot against Burns regardless because they're going to be fans. They're going to support their guys. Now, as it turns out, they've proved that they can score on Burns. I mean, one of the glaring things, and I think this is even an issue for South point to contend with when it came to that game against Crest. Let's not omit the fact that you gave up 56 points to Burns. Yeah. Despite the fact that you scored 42, Uh despite the fact that South Point scored 49 against Crest, you still gave up a load of points. Yeah. Okay. Now, certain circumstances being different, could those situations be mitigated? Could Burns have an off night? Lose to East Gaston in the playoffs if they were to meet? Sure, that's possible. There's no question. Could that game have been tighter on Friday night? Yes, it could have. Again, there's all sorts of things. Like when you break down all the film, the coaches could give you a million reasons as to how they could have won the game. Unfortunately, somebody had to win and somebody had to lose. And at this particular juncture, most of us that were predicting this game got it right. Burns. One, I I don't want to say it was a comfortable two touchdowns, but they did win by two touchdowns. Right. And so the next time around, if South Point gets Crest again, will they game plan a little bit differently? Perhaps. Will Crest game plan differently against South Point? I don't think there's any question. It's amazing the chess moves that will be made if that opportunity avails itself for South Point and East Gaston to take on Burns and Crest. Speaking of polls
2: and things like that, let's look at the 2A polls for the state. Um, Burns ranked fifth in the state in 2A. Shelby, 12th. East Gaston, 13th. Guess who East Gaston plays at home this Friday? Bingo. Shelby. Hey, you get another chance to, you get another chance to earn respect. And when you do that, Brian, now all of a sudden you're a player. And that's the way this whole thing. You know, Crest didn't just show up this year, and they're good. They've been putting the work in for years and years and years, and just so it happened, they're loaded and talented, so they get the respect. Okay, you you don't you just can't show up.
0: Listen, I mean, who, but, but but let's be realistic about this. Okay, the, the reality is this: East Gaston's earned some respect. There's no question. And if they continue to play well and put up a good effort against Shelby, then they'll continue to have that that respect grow a little bit. Yeah. But it, would it not have been a significant step back if they go and lay an egg against Shelby? Yeah, it will be. It will be. But In Brian, fact, it-, it will likely have undone a lot of the the goodness that came out of that game against Burns.
2: Yeah, that's but but you know, it's no different than South Point losing to Hunter Huss and then uh, being competitive against Crest And then being competitive and just getting beat in the last couple minutes against Kings Mountain, you know what I'm saying? You get blown out those games. (laughs) Sorry, you're forgotten about, right? I don't care how good your past has
0: been. I mean. Well, but again, I, I think the thing for me is for East Gaston, it's a very different dynamic than for South Point. There's an expectation that South Point is always going to compete with Kings Mountain and Crest. And going to win as many times as they're not. But yeah. East Gaston, they're not quite in that same position. They want – like it was a – I don't want to call it a moral victory because I know that that gets up people's crawl. I don't I care if it, it gets
2: up people's crawl or not. It is what it is. It's good for the program.
0: But they they were able to show something good about their program. Yeah. Okay? To be able to to be able to do what they did against Burns. If they maintain that against Shelby – Bully for them, Brian. You don't start. You don't go down
2: to Duke Power and get a job as a CEO on day one. It don't work that way. You get a job at Duke Power as a kid out of high school. You're gonna be weed eating the bank and down in the in the in the marsh and the swamp and the ash pit and everything. You get out there shoveling coal. You got to work your way up to the top. The same thing in sports.
0: Certainly gonna earn their stripes.
2: And good for those guys. I listen. They got they got a lot of respect for me this weekend. I figured they'd go up there and get blown out. Now did they get beat by two touchdowns? Yeah, they did. But you score forty two points. That's pretty good. I think that's really good, you know? Um, so so kudos to them. They're earning respect, and that's how you build a program. Same thing what Coach Rothwell's doing. He's got his kids believing in the program. You know, they're 4-4. Four and four. Who would have seen that coming? Who would have seen that coming? It's the same thing. Both teams trying to build their program. It's good for the kids. It's good for the community. It's good for the program. So me, because I've got on them a lot this season, I wanted to say from me to them, kudos to them. Hey, Congratulations. Now go out here this week. Have your great week of practice. You know, go out here, put on a show at home against Shelby. Keep earning some respect. If you get beat, you're not. As long as it's a close game, Brian, you're still in the top 20. You still get respect. You still going right. to the. You still going to the playoffs. You still give yourself a chance to make it to the second round. That's a pretty doggone
0: season for a team that hadn't been known to win ball games, right? So good for them. Well, it's definitely a step in the right direction for the program. There's no question about it. Um, Real quickly, before we get to the top of the hour, because we definitely want to talk about the pick six when we come back to start the 8 o'clock hour, saw a story on Queen City News this morning that really got my attention. You know, we, we do the PSAs for the North Carolina High School Athletic Association that talk about a lack of officials. And, you know, you hear the PSA and, and then you see the story from Queen City News There truly is a shortage of officials. I mean, this is not hyperbole. (coughs) I mean, we we hear about it. We hear these stories, talked about the stories during the high school playoffs to where literally you had one batch of guys going to officiate a girls playoff game over at Stuart Kramer and then literally hopping in a car and getting over to South Point to do a boys playoff game and – Because of that, the game at South Point got pushed back a little bit. They pushed up the Stuart Kramer game a little bit. In an ideal situation, you would never do that. You would never do that. Yeah. But because of the shortage of officials, this is what's having to happen. And they're trying to do better as it relates to the officials. It was the story that intrigued me because the rationale that was given as to why officials – don't want to officiate anymore, Let's and they're hear this. getting out of the game. Let's hear this. It's twofold: issues in the stands, yep, unruly behavior with the fans, uh huh. Okay, so you surprised? Fans working against other fans, okay, yep. And then that abuse that they're getting from those fans, and the abuse that they're getting from the teams, yeah. <sighs> Ryan, everybody's
2: out of control, dude. There's no discipline anymore. Everybody gets away with everything. Just like I told you last week, that Castellanos dude hits a home run off me and flips his bat. We're fighting, and next time he comes up, if I'm on the hill, he's going to get smoked in that ear hole, and he can come out to the mound and beat my brains in. You ain't gonna, You got to put some. Brown, I got to be put in my place. You do a great job up here two hours a day, five days a week. Everybody needs a B-rush to keep them in check. You got to surround yourself with people that put you in check, not people that let you slide. Well, and, that's and, society as a whole. Well, and we're and and
0: okay. And, and, and can I be honest? These officials take themselves way too serious as well. Well, I'm glad you said that because the problem with high school athletics is you've got a group of guys that do a really phenomenal job, and then you've got other guys that aren't necessarily there for the reasons that the that the high level guys are. Yeah. And you have to put them in the same melting pot and so you get a big variety of guys on the spectrum of quality that go a long way toward this. Let's go ahead and take our break. We're going to we're going to talk about the pick 6. But at some point in the second hour, I want to cover this because this thing is dripping with things related to society and the fans Things trickling down to the players. And then, of course, the effect that it has on officials because some guys are just saying it's not worth the abuse. Yeah. So we'll take a break. and we come back on the other side, we'll dive into hour two as we continue on this Monday morning on the Rush Hour Morning Show. We thank you for tuning in to this Rush Hour Morning Show podcast. Don't forget, folks, we jam three hours of content into two hours every single day, Monday through Friday, from 7 to 9 a.m. On the Rush Hour Morning Show, WGNC AM 1450 101.1 FM, streaming online at WGNCRadio.com. Until we're back with you again for the next Rush Hour Morning Show podcast, Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time.